peace be with you as we celebrate our faithful God, as we witness the compassion of Jesus in the lives of those he healed, we are seeing him give us reasons to believe that God will be faithful to us. He invites our trust and walks with us in all of our waiting. It is good that we should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And so together we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. In the words of Psalm 145, On your wondrous works I will meditate, and I will declare your greatness. We speak to him, steadfast Lord, in so many ways we need you. As we wait for you, show us your strength and love. Come to be with us and renew us. Forgive us, Lord. For our impatience with you and the people around us, forgive us, Lord. For our fear, which clouds our hearts and minds, overshadowing your faithfulness to us, forgive us, Lord. For all of our sins, those of which we are aware and those of which we are unaware, forgive us, Lord. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. Upon this, your confession, I announce the grace of God to you. And by the command of Jesus, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we pray, Heavenly Father, during his earthly ministry, your Son, Jesus, healed the sick and raised the dead. Bless us with the confidence of knowing that we may also wait and trust for you, our faithful God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate our faithful God, we turn to his divine word from the writing of the prophet Jeremiah in the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, beginning at verse 22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him 
to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace, for no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love, for he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the fifth chapter, beginning at verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then, one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying, please. Come and put your hand on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with 
people crying and wailing loudly, he went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. And he gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus could do very dramatic things. He had just commanded dark spirits to leave a man and go into a herd of pigs. This herd of 2,000 pigs then ran off a cliff into the lake. That's pretty dramatic. And it shook the people in that community to their core. But most of the time, Jesus just wanted to go about quietly being faithful in giving out the divine love of God, just like our faithful God had been doing since the beginning of time. This was not always easy these days with Jesus' growing popularity. Crowds would gather as if they somehow knew where he would be before he got there. Jesus and his disciples sailed back to the west side of the lake where they lived and worked and felt most comfortable. As soon as they tied up the boat, a crowd gathered. And the most challenging thing for Jesus would be the expectations this crowd of people brought with them. We all do this. We gather our own ideas about what we think we can expect from God. In our mind's eye, we put together some picture of what we think God looks like, what he might do, and what we might receive from him. 
these ideas become our prayers and our hopes. They can inspire our faith when we see that our faithful God is being consistent to who he always is, faithful to us forever. So when we look at Jesus, we see him being consistently faithful. Jesus can look out and he can see all the different needs of the people in this crowd. He could see the different feelings and thoughts that people have. And he keeps bringing the same love and strength of God to all these different lives. So, well, now, today, you and I, we can join this crowd of people gathered around Jesus. In our imagination, perhaps, uh, in the thoughts of our hearts, we can maybe here today get a good view of just how great and glorious is our God in his faithfulness to us. And so here we are with this crowd. Look around at the different faces in the crowd of people. There are all sorts of different people here with us. Young and old, rich and poor, some doing well, some not so well. And that might be the crowd is bigger today because, well, Jesus had just done something very significant. Jesus had asked his disciples to take him in their boat to the other side of the lake. Just by going across that lake, Jesus showed us something very important about the faithfulness of our God. God will be faithful to everyone. Oh, can you imagine? Word spread fast. Did you hear? Jesus visited those strange people on the other side of the lake. Goodness. Even to those people who are so different than us, they might say. And... This was Jesus wanting to be faithful in God's compassion to everyone. The careful watcher of all that he had made. The one who knows the name of every star in the sky. The one who sees and knows all. He wants to be faithful in his care of each and every one of us. So that's why the crowd is bigger today. There are people here that no one else would ever even notice. But now they believe that Jesus really sees them. 
There are also people here in this crowd today who are very accomplished people who have been busy their whole lives doing everything they could, hoping perhaps to earn some reward or some special favor. But now today their focus is that they just want to see Jesus. Well, maybe only Jesus can reckon the differences here. In this crowd today, perhaps there are people who are very arrogant, and there are also people who are quite humble of heart. And Jesus' intention, I think, is to be completely and consistently faithful to them all. Jesus sees you in this crowd of people. And he wants to be faithful to you. He sees each of us and knows exactly what the faithfulness of God should be like for us. Our God who has no beginning and no end. Our God who is all-present who is all-powerful, who is all-wise and all-knowing, he balances all that is needed for all of time and eternity. He balances in his quiet and steady faithfulness to us. He balances things like his justice, balanced with his mercy. Could we ever hope to understand the complications of all this? Bottom line, I think, comes in the words of Jeremiah in the book of Lamentation. God's love will always be great, and his compassions will never fail. This we can count on from our faithful God. Well, suddenly, into the scene, a desperate man emerged from the crowd, and he urgently pushes his way toward Jesus. I imagine everyone else backing away as this man named Jairus fell at the feet of Jesus. My little daughter is dying, please. Come and put your hands on her so that she'll be healed and live. In response, Jesus says nothing. In his quiet faithfulness, he simply begins to follow this man back to his home. Well, a crowd of people followed in a hushed silence. I imagine each of them in their own way wondering just what the faithfulness of God would look like in response to this, what would Jesus do? Well, so let me ask you, would you follow? Would you be curious to know what 
Jesus will do when he visits the home of this man and his sick child? This is Jesus, right? Surely something is going to happen. And in the face of the unknown, we call that confidence. Uh, we call it faith and trust. And we build it on God's consistent faithfulness shown through the whole of time and eternity. It's why the prophet Jeremiah says in the book of Lamentations, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Jeremiah says, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. On the cover of our bulletin this week, we have a rainbow, and it's hovering over the sky in a landscape that looks, well, a lot like a small Minnesota town. Boy, I sure hope sometime this summer you get a chance to see a rainbow after it rains. But the rainbow is an important symbol for us. It reminds us of Noah. Noah and his family and all the animals floating along in the waters of that flooded earth. All they could do was wait. Would God remember to be faithful to them? Every day they would look out of the ark, hoping to see some sign that the waters might be going down. And Noah started sending a dove out every day. Finally, the dove one day came back with an olive leaf in its beak. And Noah finally knew, oh, this is a sign of hope. But the definitive sign. Finally, God showed Noah a rainbow. And he declared and he promised to Noah that this would be a sign of his faithfulness to all living creatures of every kind on earth forevermore. Well, I hope you'll remember to look for the rainbow of God's faithfulness. So, here is Jesus walking towards this man's house. And the crowd is following, and they're waiting, and they're wondering. And one woman in this crowd, well, she's been waiting for a long time. For 12 years, she had been waiting through illness that would just not improve. I sense that her waiting had refined her spirit. All of her trials had given her a faith that could now reach out toward Jesus. If I only just touch his cloak, she thought, I will be healed. And Jesus tells her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus is the faithful one who can call us to peace. Go in peace. You are free from your suffering. Well, the whole crowd heard Jesus bless this woman with healing peace. And then they are all quickly brought back to the drama of this little girl's life. Messengers run in with the news from the home of Jairus. Your daughter's dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? This news changes absolutely nothing for Jesus. Even now, facing the death of this child, even now, facing all things that are tragic, Jesus says, don't be afraid. Just believe. In his faithfulness to us, nothing will stop Jesus. He simply continues to go on walking to the bedside of this child. Jesus kneels down beside her still body and whispered into her ear, Little girl, I say to you, get up. This 12-year-old girl woke up as if she had just been taking a short nap. Well, everyone was completely astonished. They had witnessed the faithfulness of God in a dramatic way. Yes, God is faithful. Maybe today you and I will know God's faithfulness simply and in some quiet way. Indeed, in the ordinary rhythms and rituals of an average day, well, that might just be the best of all ways to know the faithfulness of our God. And now, having joined this crowd today, now, even beyond this, we have seen Jesus raise the dead. Him whose victory over his own grave left the tomb alive, we will hear him speak to us. Someday, in the stillness, we will hear, Treasured little one, I say to you, wake up. Here is a new day and a whole new life. And so we can wait. We can wait and be at peace. Our God is faithful today and forever. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good and faithful God, we praise you. We thank you and we worship you for your faithfulness to all that you have created and even to us. Bless us with the strength of faith to be at peace in your faithfulness to us.
In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. King and Redeemer, we give you all honor, praise, and glory for your good creation, and especially your gracious will to save us, heal us, and renew us. We worship you for all that you have given and will continue to provide. Bless us with your light and your truth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, lead us in love toward you and for one another. Give us the joy and peace of knowing we belong to you. Show us how to have patience and kindness and goodness to give to those around us. Lord, in your mercy, and hear our prayer. Help us to leave the past behind as you lead us into a new day. Enable us to be forgiving and always err on the side of grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. When we face challenges, give us hearts of faith that we may see your hand at work in our lives. Give us a peaceful spirit that we may not be anxious. Help us learn that you supply all we need for this body and this life and that you will lead us through death to eternal life. Lord, in your mercy, 
and hear our prayer. Guide us to have a forgiving heart in our relationships and keep our homes as places of blessing and love in Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant your blessing as we enjoy your creation. May we treasure the earth and care for it. Give strength and perseverance to all caregivers and those who protect us. Be with those who grow our food and provide for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May your will be done among the nations. Bless our community and neighborhoods. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Send your gentle healing spirit to touch all those who especially need your care. Help all of us to look to you to be our health and hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, we thank you that you have taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Merciful Lord, in all of our time of waiting, by your Holy Spirit, lead us to trust in your faithfulness. May the living Spirit assure us of Jesus' compassion as always present with us. May we live in hope and be present in our love and care for others, just as you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.